This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development. I want to thank our sponsors, Henry Schein, Vocal Dental Supply Company, and Patterson Dental Supply Company. I also want to give a shout out to Mr. David Wolf and his podcast team. Without their expertise and knowledge, these podcasts would not be available. Recently, we had a, a great conversation with a company called Alignment Realty Capital LLC. The principals, Ben Sachs and Jake Gallagher, have offered the dental profession some unique options to deal with some of their real estate needs. And without further ado, I'd like to get them back and maybe get into a little more depth about some additional options that we didn't have time to cover in our first podcast. Ben, Jake, welcome to the Ascent Dental Care podcast. Thanks so much for taking time from your busy schedule to speak to our listeners. Why don't you just give a little background in case we have new listeners on tonight about your company, your mission statement, and what you're trying to accomplish for the dental profession. Thanks for having us on, Dr. Kaufman. I really appreciate it. You know, we formed Alignment in May of 2020 when the world was in a completely unseen environment. And we called our company Alignment Realty Capital because it was founded on the premise that we wanted to align ourselves with business owners in a, a myriad of different spaces, specifically dental, to help them capitalize on the value that they have created through occupying their real estate. What we found in dental is that that opportunity is vast, and a vast number of, of dental operators happen to own their real estate, and there's a lot of value that can be extracted and be able to, to push some of that value back into the operator's and allow them to grow their business in a variety of different ways through their real estate. Well, for our listeners that are just tuning in, there were some interesting facts that uh, Ben and Jake discussed with us during the first podcast. And I'll just share briefly, and please interrupt me if I've uh, misquoted. But in general, the real estate in most cases that are owned by a dentist tend to appreciate between 2 and 3% a year. Some general information is 30 to 40% of the dentists in the United States 
do own their real estate. And basically what alignment has done is created a dental fund and given an opportunity for that dentist to consider options that they might not be aware of with their real estate. Whether we like it or not, at some point we all have an exit strategy. And at some point we generally have to uh, relieve ourselves of that asset in some shape or form. And in the last podcast, we talked mainly about solo or group practices that own their real estate entirely. That means they're not leasing it out to other companies like uh, a podiatrist, a chiropractor. It's basically a, a one facility and that dentist owns that property. But there are other options that sometimes come about with mergers and acquisitions in de novos. My own personal experience dealing with MSOs, managed service or support organizations, and DSOs, dental support or service organizations, is many times they're not interested in having that real estate or owning that real estate. And if I understand you correct, Jake and Ben, your company can come in and make a transaction like this much more favorable and easier for all parties involved. If I'm correct on that, could you explain in a little more detail? That's exactly right. So I think a tremendous opportunity for our group to essentially be a tool for growing practice groups, DSOs, or even the private equity groups that back them is during that transition stage where, say, for example, a a 10-unit or 20-unit operator is buying a 5- or 10-unit dental operation where of those 5 or 10 units, maybe most or all include the real estate and the seller only is interested in selling both the business and the real estate at the same time because they're out of the business and want to move on. We've come to learn and know that most practice groups and private equity groups are only interested in the business portion of the transaction and not the real estate, and that there is a a bit of a void in the market in terms of a strategy for dealing with that real estate. So the opportunity that we see is to partner with growing group practices and DSOs and to partner with them at essentially the point of sale where, and it can even occur on the same day, alignment can close and acquire the real estate and the practice group can only close and allocate their capital towards the business portion of the transaction. And essentially why it is attractive aside from just the operational aspect of only or allowing the practice group to only focus on the business is a simple difference in the return that both sides of the transaction need. The real estate is a hard asset and has a much lower risk profile and subsequently reward. So basically, our group can take the lower yielding asset and basically allow the practice group to preserve their capital to only allocate towards the business portion, which has a much higher rate of return. You know, when I did a little bit more research about your company, something that I had never thought about is the de novo practice. Sometimes uh, a dentist getting started is thinking about building the real estate, wanting to own the real estate. And if I understand your company strategy, you can step up to the plate and help this particular group also. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And basically, as I'm sure a lot of people are aware Building out a dental practice is very expensive and labor intensive. And so unless you're 
moving into a location which was a pre-existing dental practice, it sometimes can make sense to start from the ground up. And there's a few different ways without getting in all the specifics about how we can do that. But if you're interested in doing a de novo practice and building something from the ground up to your spec, you know, that's something that we can help you with as well. It'll prevent you from coming out of pocket for the real estate. We're able to fund those tenant improvement dollars that are necessary to build out the practice exactly how you'd like it. And at the end of the day, you can walk into a brand new space that's perfect for your operation. And in the previous podcast that we spoke, ideally, you said you'd like to structure 10-year leases. Is that still correct? That's correct. Yeah. And from our experience, most dental practices, because of how expensive it is, really are okay with that or even longer term leases so that they can lock in their lease rates and know exactly how much it's going to cost them every year of the lease. And so we see that going out as long as 15 years in some cases, but 10 is what we shoot for. And do you usually do at the end of 10 years, they have an option of renewal of five, five, and five? Is that generally a a, a typical program that you would suggest? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, And, you know, we're flexible if if you want different types of options, but that's generally what we look for. That's correct. And since uh, time is limited, could you explain a little bit about your dental fund? I know we touched base on it in one of our previous podcasts, but maybe some of uh, our listeners may want a little bit more information and how that fund works and some potential advantages that may present to ourselves that we wouldn't be aware of unless we were talking to experts like yourselves. Absolutely. So we launched the Dental Fund as a platform to directly acquire dental real estate and to allow groups that, if they're interested, they can contribute their assets to that fund and actually co-invest back into the vehicle. And that can be either pre-tax. There is a structure. It's called the 721 exchange, where you can exchange an asset for shares in an investment vehicle, and that'll defer a capital gains tax. You can also invest post-tax dollars and simply pay the capital gains if there is one and invest dollars after tax. But essentially the, the theory there is that over the next five or 10 years, the value of this pool of assets and the sum of the parts will be greater than the parts individually And we want to allow, again, it's completely optional, but practice groups that wish to invest in the fund to have that optionality to have a part of the upside that will hopefully be achieved. You mentioned during this podcast that typically this fund pays a dividend. And although there are no guarantees uh, and your company is young and getting started, but typically you're looking for a 7 to 8% return quarterly if everything goes as expected. Is that uh, a correct assessment or do you want to add to that? No, that's exactly right. And it's our goal to kind of mimic the rate of return that you otherwise would receive had you continue to hold on to your real estate. But we're trying to de-risk it by collateralizing your investment by a whole bunch of different dental practices that have diversification while still being able to maintain that quarterly distribution, which we hope, you know, over the next few years as rent increases and as different things happen, we can increase. But you're exactly right that we're trying to distribute around the 8% range and have been able to do so throughout COVID and since the start of our fund. That's terrific. A follow-up question, as far as management fees, is it your company that handles the management or do you subcontract 
those management duties out to, let's say, the company in the area that uh, you've done research and feel is giving uh, everyone the best return on their investment? Yeah, so it's an interesting topic because as we you know, had talked about in the earlier podcast, we're focused on single tenant net lease real estate. And so it's actually very management, not management intensive. And therefore we don't actually have a third party manager because the operator tends to like to manage that process themselves. So that, you know, if there's a light bulb that needs to be changed, they don't need to call somebody that can do that themselves and it saves everybody time. So there's no extra fees or anything that are added in that might be detracting from their rate of return. So that previous owner would probably take care of landscaping needs. They'd be taking care of minor renovations. It would be up to them to either subcontract it themselves or do it on their own. And do they address your company and say, look at the snow plowing in 2021 is going to be 5,000 bucks. Does your company go in and say, geez, Based on our analysis, we know that the going rate should be $2,000. Or do you just keep it hands-off and say that individual is a solo owner of a solo standalone and they take care of those things on their own? Yeah, so it really falls on, on the tenant. And what we're trying to do is we're there as a resource. If you think that your snowplow bill is too high, we're happy to help and assist with that. But from our experience and kind of the standard for this type of real estate is for it to to be the responsibility of the tenant. And they found that that actually works better because they don't have to manage through a bunch of different people to get the snow plowed and they can do it much faster and efficiently that way. And the better they manage those uh, common area maintenance charges, I would assume the better return everybody gets because you'd be better off paying 2000 than 5000 Am I correct on that assumption? Yeah, and it allows them to lower their occupancy cost as well and be in control of those expenses on their P&L and allow more of it to flow to the bottom line and not be subject to the rates that a third-party manager might charge. Now, are there any safeties in your contracts or in your professional experience to make sure that those buildings are maintained at a level that would be satisfactory? Let's just say Dr. Jones or Dr. Smith tends really not to be too aesthetically involved. It's not their property anymore. And they decide to maybe not do any snow plowing or any landscaping. You must have some safety precautions to protect the overall investment property appearance and curbside appeal. So I think the largest point I would mention there is that on every acquisition we make, we perform traditional real estate, legal, financial et cetera, uh, types of due diligence. And a big item there is a property condition report, which is a expert that will go out to the property and climb on the roof, look at the walls, look at the plumbing, and really examine with a fine-tooth comb every aspect of the physical property. If we do find items that need immediate attention, we will require those or at some point require some sort of plan to have those fixed, be it before the acquisition is completed or some sort of plan of action over the next six or 12 months after the acquisition, but we will rely on a third-party property expert to identify anything that needs attention and devise a plan of action to make sure that it's taken care of and piece of real estate within our portfolio for ourselves, our investors, and the operator as well is up to code and operational standards. 
Well, I mentioned in our last podcast, the reason I reached out to you and your company is I thought you offered an enormous amount of expertise and options that as I see MSOs and DSOs growing, there tends to be some specific trends. And generally, in my own personal experience and own research, they're not interested in owning the real estate. They're only interested in the business entity. And I believe that your company filled the void that was missing. And exposing my listeners to this, I think, is a a tremendous advantage. Could you explain if our listeners want to reach out and talk in in more private about their particular needs, how they can reach you? Absolutely. My personal email works great. It's my first name, Ben, B-E-N, at alignmentrc.com. Our website is alignmentrc.com, RC short for Realty Capital. And there you can find some more material about our dental fund. There's a link to our YouTube channel, which has a few kind of how-to videos that walk through basic transaction structures. And even an interview video we completed with one of our dental tenants that's local here in Phoenix. Well, I want to thank our listeners, but I want to really thank Ben and Jake. I really appreciate you taking your busy schedule and trying to educate and inform our listeners. I hope they are smart enough and knowledgeable enough to reach out and consider what you and your company can do for our profession. I really appreciate your expertise and knowledge. You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Ascent Dental Solutions, and I want to give a shout out to David Wolf and his podcast team and our sponsors, Patterson Dental, Henry Shine, and Vocal Dental Company. I really appreciate you guys listening and I appreciate you taking the time. If you have that real estate and you have questions, talk to the experts. Don't make the mistakes that I've made over the last 38 years. Get the people that are most knowledgeable to make your transitions as successful as possible. You deserve it and your family deserves it. Thanks again for listening. Again, my name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Ben, Jake, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Now be in touch. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.